0: and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is the second part of a two-part interview with Dr. Travis Ziegler. If you haven't yet listened to part one, make sure you go back and listen to that first.
1: Eyelids are key to your dry eye on top of the inflammation. So let me kind of go over why that is. So we have bacteria that live on our skin. This is very normal. And this bacteria wants to colonize and protect ourselves, protect themselves. And so they, they create something called biofilm. And what you can think of is like, think of humans when they they take over somewhere, they, they'll build a fortress up to kind of protect from the outer world. Mm-hmm. That fortress is the biofilm. So bacteria creates this biofilm. And then once they start to colonize this area, they, they produce toxins. And then these toxins kind of take over your eyelid and create inflammation. Once your eyelid starts to become inflamed, your eyelid is responsible for releasing an oil called mybum. And that oil is responsible for moisturizing your eyes. And so if you have inflammation of this, this gland that releases this oil, then you're not going to have oil that's as good going on the eye. So the first thing we always talk about is great eyelid hygiene and getting that under wraps. The second thing we do is we take over your breakfast. Breakfast foods are the most inflammatory foods in your diet today. Think really? About waffles, pancakes, dairy, cereal, even sausage, bacon, all that stuff is just really inflammatory. And so, what we do is we take over your breakfast by educating you about a green smoothie. So, we don't like to take anything away because people don't like things being taken away, but we just replace your breakfast with a green smoothie every day. And mm-hmm. the green smoothies, we talk about the, the 21 days of green smoothies. So the first seven days you eat a green smoothie, it's going to be unbearable because you're going to have GI issues. You're going to have constipation. You're going to have diarrhea. It sounds crazy to have both, but you're going to, um, you're going to have loose stools. You're going to have gas. You're going to have just cramping because your body's not used to all these nutrients going into you at once. But Can then, you, okay. I'm yeah, sorry to ahead. interrupt
0: you, but no. uh, this, this comes up quite a lot. Um, sometimes with people who are, you know, getting on, so I'd really like you to maybe restate that again, because this is a really important point. Um, and frankly, I have a lot of folks who order some nutritional products from a company that I love and like just them getting on digestive enzymes and probiotics and so they'll, they'll call and go, oh my God, you know, suddenly I have like diarrhea and, mm-hmm. and, you know, but, and I try to say to them respectfully, like without, you know, you've kind of been eating like shit for a long time. <laughs> so when you suddenly start cleaning up, there's going to be an adjustment period. It's hard for people because they think, oh, well, I'm getting healthy. It should feel great. So if you could just explain what you just said again, so people yep. understand that when you make a switch from crap food There, there is a period of adjustment, but it is just that it's a period.
1: So, yeah, I'll I'll explain it two different ways and hopefully that will kind of sink in a little bit more too. So days one through seven are the unbearable stage. When you start to switch to a healthier diet, your body's not used to that and it will actually adjust with the gas, the, the gas, the cramping, the diarrhea, the constipation. You will be, it will be unbearable for you for seven days. The next stage, days eight through 14, are the uncomfortable stage. You start to get over those symptoms, but you still have them here and there. And then after day 14, I call it the unstoppable phase. The unstoppable phase is where your body starts to crave healthy foods and green smoothies. And Mm -hmm. so replacing your breakfast with these green smoothies leads to healthier choices down the road because your body, your gut craves, your, your gut controls your mind. And when you eat like crap, if you eat pizza every day, you're going to crave pizza because your gut craves pizza. And so the bacteria that are in your gut, if you eat like crap, all that bad bacteria is going to be saying, I need more of this junk. Give me more of this junk. And it's just going to keep going over and over again. Now, when you start to eat green smoothies, what happens is it starts to take that bad bacteria away. And then the good bacteria starts to come up and the good bacteria wants broccoli and it wants spinach and it wants lettuce and it wants green smoothies. And so when you get to that, that unstoppable phase, that is when you crave broccoli and you crave green smoothies. If I don't have my green smoothie for two days, I get cranky because I like my green smoothie. So I travel with greens powder if I can't get a full green smoothie. Um, And the unstoppable phase is really when you start to get a lot of momentum. But what we see is after that first week on a green smoothie, our dry eye patients report like less eye drops and they report less need for they, they just don't notice their eyes as much which is great and we mm-hmm. give them surveys along our little um, challenge that we give them and those surveys prove to them that they're improving and the improvement has been just vast but green smoothies replacing your breakfast is one of the biggest things that we do and that's kind of step number one in our whole like thing is because this this plant-based alkalizing organic diet is going to help reduce all your inflammation and it's just going to make you feel better overall. Does that make sense? And I, I can explain notes. that a little bit more too, if you want me to.
0: Yes. You know, there are a lot of people, and I was one of them recently, um, who hear the word alkaline or, you know, this one, you know, drink this water, it'll make you more alkaline. They have no idea what that means. So maybe yeah. you could elaborate.
1: Yeah, perfect. So um, acid versus alkaline. So your, your body is either in an acidic state, more acid, or it's in an alkaline state, which is more basic. So acids versus bases. Um, if you can go back to your chemistry days, whenever you took chemistry, um, an acidic environment in your body is disease causing inflammation, causing it's cancer causing cancer loves acidic environments. And so when you have an acidic environment in your body from eating things like pizza, gluten, dairy, um, dairy, that's not really that healthy. Um, you know, breads, donuts, cakes, candy, sugar, all that stuff that's going to create an acidic environment in your body. Now to switch to more of an alkaline or a basic body, you just need to simply eat more plants. And we always recommend organic because you don't want to have fertilizers and pesticides in your food, but plants help shift your body into that basic environment, that alkaline environment and that alkaline envir- alkaline waters. It's okay, but it's just kind of, I, I think it's small compared to like eating vegetables mm-hmm. And when your body's in that alkaline state, then you're looking at cancer fighting, disease fighting, inflammation reducing, symptoms are going to be reduced. Arthritis is one of the biggest things that we see our, our patients go through, like the, the, a reduction in arthritis, just as a result of switching to a green smoothie every morning. And wow. the key with green smoothies is that you still want to keep them low sugar. A lot of people just dump a bunch of fruit in. And they think that's a smoothie, but you want to have a handful of spinach, which doesn't have that strong of a flavor. Mm -hmm. And I recommend a half avocado. Great for keeping you full, really healthy fats and a lot of fiber and it's green and then, um, berries. So we recommend only sticking to berries. So strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, Mm -hmm. no other fruit at the beginning and period, if you can, um, if you're an athlete or something, bananas are okay, but bananas are very high in sugar. And if you're trying to get used to the flavor, then bananas are good because they are high in sugar. And so they help kind of get rid of that flavor, but believe me, you can eliminate bananas and you won't even notice it. So those are kind of the staples of our, our smoothie is a a handful of spinach, half avocado and berries. That's kind of the base of our spinach. And then you can add things to flavor, enhance it like protein powders. Um, I love shredded coconut in my smoothie because it tastes so good and it's very high in healthy fats and mm. so a lot of people are scared of fats too and we love healthy fats like avocados coconut coconut oil organic olive oil things like that does that make sense
0: yeah do you put do you put anything like um a non dairy milk in there or do you just use yep. water
1: so i use um usually like a organic coconut milk or an organic almond milk
0: yeah I might have to like ping you for your green smoothie recipe. I've made green smoothies. I haven't, I haven't made one in a while. We have a green um, smoothie
1: chart, so we can, we can definitely put that in the show notes to um, have your audience be able to download that.
0: Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you too that, yeah, I mean, your taste, your taste will acclimate, but this is fascinating. I, I'm, I've am i been trying to get, so I know my mom deals with arthritis um, really really bad in her hands. And I think in in one of her knees and she doesn't change her diet as much. And when you talked about the breakfast foods, um, you know, sometimes it's very hard. Um, I've realized with certain generations, they're just stuck in their ways and they don't, they're not as open to change as as other people. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is fascinating. And again, as I've started to make some changes and see I just want to reiterate me removing foods that I took a blood test and they showed me I was highly reactive to. Um, It was, it was corn. It was um, zucchini, Brussels sprouts. Um, I mentioned, I keep saying it together, bananas, bananas, mangoes, flaxseed. And then I think there was something where it showed that I might've had like a overgrowth of candida, Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm trying to think turkey out of all the proteins, but just, you know, cutting those out Oh, sesame seeds, you know, and you don't realize like the salad topper that I put in my salads has sesame in it. Every time I would get it, if I got a bagel, I would get a sesame bagel. So you cut out those things and to see this horrifying skin bump thing, just go, it's just gone. It it just to me is like, I'm hearing you talk about this and changing your diet and seeing how many different inflammatory things can, can go away. It's pretty amazing. Let me, let me ask you this because, um, I have had people, you know, when I'm, I'm talking to this specialist, who's guiding me on the food stuff. Um, do you, when people have their body in a state of extreme inflammation, right? And then they're experiencing all these symptoms, um, I mean, obviously, we all know what foods are better than others, right? We know that fruits, vegetables, um, and so on, but that's, that's better for us than going out and getting pizza or donuts. We, we all know that, right? But here's my question for you. Is there, when you're looking at this big picture, because there's a lot of people listening who will go, well, I don't want to like live the rest of my life only having nuts and berries and plants and um, green smoothies. Some people will have that attitude. So what I'm asking you is when you treat people who have a high degree of inflammation, is there a point where you go through, you clean things up, but then down the road, is it like you can never have a piece of pizza again?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely not. So that's the beauty of what like we we teach because we're humans. We crave social interaction. We crave treats here and there. So, when you start to shift your diet and do a healthier lifestyle diet and you're eating more plant-based. So my, I, I'm pretty much a gluten-free dairy-free vegan, and that sounds crazy, but it's not, it's not that hard to do. Cause I control 90% of what I eat, but mm. the other 10%, I go get some Texas barbecue. Mm-hmm. I'll go get a thing of ice cream. I'll drink a beer. And you know, I, I treat myself 10% of the time. So it's usually one day a week or maybe just two meals a week so like maybe on saturday when i'm going out with friends or maybe when i'm taking my son somewhere and there's a big party like a potluck you know i'll splurge on those events because we are human we crave that social interaction and food and drink is around that social interaction so if you can control 90% of what you eat that other 10% will not even bother you anymore because think about right now like if your your body's inflamed And then you eat something that's really inflammatory, like Texas barbecue, Mm -hmm. you'll probably have like diarrhea afterwards. Whereas in my body looks at the Texas barbecue and just says, ah, yeah, this shouldn't be a problem because it's got all the good bacteria that's already in my gut. It just takes care of it and gets rid of it. And I don't have the problems that I used to have in the past because my gut is so healed based on the 90% that I do control. And you actually crave, like I said before, you crave the good stuff. And so instead of craving that pizza and that donut and everything, you crave the good stuff. And so it's not, you know, you don't have to eliminate everything you love. It's just, you have to control 90% of what you, you put in your body and treat food, food as fuel and as a healing source. And you will start to, to number one, crave the good stuff and you're going to start feeling better. And the feeling better is what's going to push you even further. And you're not, you're not going to want the pizza. You're not going to want the donut anymore. And I, I still eat a donut here and there. I eat pizza quite a bit. Um, it's just, I control the 90%. So I don't have my arthritis that I have if I don't control it. I don't have my eczema that flares out of my face in my hands. I don't have my allergy symptoms as much if I stick to my diet. And then the 10% when I want to go have fun, like we had Texas barbecue last night because we had a friend in town and it didn't bother me because mm-hmm. I, I'm in such a, I don't want to say optimal state, but I'm in a good state of my gut is healed I eat healthy overall. I just had my green smoothie for the day and I just, I feel great all the time and I have energy and let me just like expand on one other point. A lot of people will take a nap after lunch or feel so tired. The afternoon lull, it's so famous. Mm -hmm. That is your body telling you that you're eating something wrong. That's all it Mm -hmm. is. If you eat something healthy for you for lunch, you will have more energy. That's the point of food is to give you energy, not to take you out. So like- Thanksgiving dinner, everybody passes out. It's filled with bad carbs, processed sugars, and everything. And so that's why you can go to sleep because your body's so tired. It didn't get any energy, has to digest all that food, and it has no energy that's good for you. So that, did I say that in a way that made sense?
0: No, you did. And actually, you know, it really is the more that I've learned, and I've, I've seen this with other people, you know, I, I first started to hear last year, um, you know, because I, I was just – uh, I've dealt with some ups and downs the past couple of years and gotten some really bad advice um, from from a dietitian a year or so ago, and it just took me in the total opposite direction of health, and, and it was frustrating. And then I connected with some people who had, you know, experienced very similar situations to me from just a fitness perspective, weight loss perspective, hormones. And, and I saw them taking, you know, I I kind of went back in their Instagram and their blog, whatever, and they'd taken time, they'd taken three to six months to investigate what was, you know, the core cause of all of the inflammatory issues they had. And then, you know, it did, it took some investigation. It took some, you know, testing out dietary changes, maybe adding in some, some healthy supplementation, Um, resources or products. And then it was different. I remember reading with several of these people, they said, you know, you if your body's not in a healthy state, or if it's in an overly inflamed state, I remember reading this, they said, you're not gonna be able to lose weight, like nothing you do is, is going to be able to lose weight. And I think it's important for a lot of people in this audience to tune tune into because if you're like me, in the past, and all you're focused on is losing weight from a from an aesthetic perspective and you're pushing and pushing and pushing and you're just looking for anything that'll work. You can be consuming a lot of, you know, horrible supplements with artificial colors, artificial sweeteners. I mean, I was, I was one of those. Everything I drank was blue or purple or gold. And I thought it was so cool. And all of that stuff combined with some bad, you know, protein bars and just non, non non-nutrition based, food i was not i was eating crap because i just anything to to get me fit and it wasn't working because my body was inflamed and it wasn't healthy and it's kind of like now that i've taken the time to really put a pause i had to put a pause on working out i had to put a pause on everything and get to the source of what was causing all of these issues um now I start to I'm starting to feel like my body is reacting more favorably and it's easier because I'm in a different state So everything you said about you know getting your body to a place where you know hey those 10% of the times that you go eat something when you were inflamed everything would bother you and and tell me if you would agree in, in this way of describing it because actually the woman who's um, interpreting I'm working with her from interpreting the, the leap tests right? And she was describing how, you know, I, I, cause I was asking I'm like, am I never going to be able to have a banana for the rest of my life or mangoes for the rest of my life? And she said, you know, your body right now is so inflamed. And this is back when I first took the test. She was, you're, you're in a state of like high alert. So what we do is we remove the things that are making it worse and allow your body to calm down and kind of, you know, if there are things that your body would normally attack, I, I'm paraphrasing again, let your body start to heal and get the things out that are making it worse. And then down the road, you test out how those things work with you. And they'll probably work fine because your body's had time to heal. But right now you've got like all of these things, all cylinders making your body, you know, fight or flight, but in an extreme way. And and I understand that. I'm more of a visual learner. So Understanding that when your body's in a state of inflammation, it's almost like a broken car. It's just not working Is that a, a silly way of describing it?
1: No and, and kelly you hit it. That is the perfect summary for it So if you'd ever take a food inflammatory test There's there's a couple flaws to food inflammatory tests or food sensitivity tests It's great to really learn what you're sensitive to at that particular point in right. time and so You have all those foods that were on that list on my list. It was gluten wheat eggs egg white and egg yolk um, yeah. It was peanuts. It was, um, what else did I have? Dairy, all awesome. kinds of dairy, um, soy as well. So what you want to do is you want to eliminate all of them, obviously. And what we did is we eliminated all of them. I lost 15 pounds. I'm 6'2", 175 pounds. And I w- I'm now six. I was 6'2", 175. I'm now 6'2", 160 pounds. And so I didn't have a lot of weight to lose, but I lost a ton of weight because I eliminated, actually the big one was pea's so green peas was a four plus sensitivity for me we ate pea protein every single day i eliminated that and lost 15 pounds essentially and so but what we're starting to do now that was a year ago is we're starting to introduce some of the foods back into our diet and see what it causes because if a food is really really inflammatory you're going to know it's going to give you brain fog it's going to give you gas it's going to give you all sorts of problems so gluten is my big one gluten if I eat gluten, I get my eczema flare-ups. I get my arthritis flare-ups in my wrists. I'm only 35 years old, so arthritis shouldn't be there yet. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it does because gluten causes so much inflammation in my body. And the worst thing that gluten does to me is it actually causes me to be anxious. And so I'll be anxious for, you know, a week after I eat it or drink it if I drink beer. And so you just have to figure that stuff out. So you're going to eliminate everything And then after your body has time to heal and really get your gut back to normal, so like let's say a month or two down the road, you can then introduce a banana and just see how you feel. If it makes you tired, you know you're sensitive to it. If it gives you brain fog, you're sensitive to it. It should give you energy. And if it doesn't give you that energy, then that probably means you do have an extreme sensitivity to it. Um, Mm. But going back to another point that you were talking about and you were just doing what you thought was right for your fitness journey. And, you know, Kelly, this is not your fault. This is the fault of you know, the the government and big pharma companies that pump tons of money into marketing, even the government, you know, the food pyramid on the bottom of its grains and breads and pastas. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the worst thing for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not, Not just you, but for me, for pretty much everybody. And so we've been taught this thing in the 80s and 90s that has become such a mainstay in our society that it just doesn't serve us anymore. Now that we're learning more about, the power of plants and the power of fruits and vegetables and how much grains actually hurt us. So your, your functional medicine doctor talking about paleo, I can see where they're coming from, Mm -hmm. but paleo sometimes leans towards heavy, heavy, heavy meat consumption. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that's not necessarily what I push. Um, I don't mind you eating meat if it's organic and pasture raised, but I like you to limit it to once a, once a week, if, is best. That's what I do once a week. Um, if you are going to eat it every day, just save it for dinner only. Yeah. Um, and then staying away from grains does help because grains have what are called lectins in them and lectins can cause inflammation as well. And so that's what um, can cause a lot of inflammation in your body as well. And that's a whole another rabbit hole we could go down, but we're not going to, but um,
0: yeah, we should do a show. We should do a show on that because I think that's definitely one of the most misunderstood things. But on the other hand, you know, just hearing your approach, which is certainly how, I've come to recently... Make more peace with food. In fact, the woman I interviewed just before you, we were talking a lot about women and food anxiety because women get so wrapped up about. We're told so many conflicting things. You know, you can't have fruit. You can't have this. You can't have starchy vegetables. Uh, you can have a potato, but a sweet potato's bad. Oh, you can have a sweet potato, but a white potato's bad. You can have <laughs> rice, but only have brown rice. No, brown rice is not good because it's processed. And you know, I mean, just all these things, and you freak out, and you're scared of everything. And then you have mom, fruit sweetener, and somebody will go, Oh, well, that's great but i don't use any artificial sweetener and then you think okay i'll remove all that but i'm having fruit oh well fruit is sugar and it's fructose so you can't have that i mean so you you get a lot of food anxiety but i have become um more calm and and getting to the place where i'm more comfortable like you where i say you know i'm i'm eating well you know, six days out of seven, and and I allow myself like Friday night we go out. I have adult beverages. Um, sometimes if it's football season, like Saturday, I'm going to have boneless buffalo wings. And the rest of the rest of the week, I'm on my plan. I'm having a lot more plant based nutrition now. I'm actually working to a very high cholesterol, which is funny because I have high cholesterol, but yet I was not eating a lot of of red meat. And maybe it's coming from too much too much grains, but grains in particular. And that was one of the things that came up on my test is wheat. Um, certainly, which was not surprising. Um, it's hard to think about like at wheat and yeast for me. So like none of that, but it is a very misunderstood people either think that they have to never have anything that's bread or, um, you know, yeast related or they think that's hogwash people have been having bread since the days jesus was alive so it's such a controversial topic but i would love to have you back on the show to talk about that um but i love your approach i think it it makes sense and everything you said here you explained it really really well Um, we are however you know hitting of course close to our window every time i interview somebody on the show, I get to when it's closing time, I'm like, we're just getting started. (laughs) You need to do two
1: hours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could, I could easily do a two hour show with everybody. Um, that might be the future, but, um, I have to, I have to learn how to better take, and you might have some tips for me on that because as we're producing more podcast shows, I'm, I get to the end of a podcast recording day and we, we batch them. So I I record like today I've got six. Um, and I get to the end of the day, I have no voice. Um, So I need to learn how to better take care of my voice, but, um, let's wrap it up for today. And we will definitely have you back on the show. Um, cause this needs to be like a series, a Kelly and Dr. Travis series. Um, <laughs> cause this was fascinating. I honestly, this was really, really cool, but why don't you tell people, I know we referenced it before and I'll link this up in the show notes. Um, where can they find you online?
1: Yeah, so um we just kind of tipped the uh, I mean we just hit the the we tip did. of my book Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. So you can actually get our book for free at dryeyebook.com and that's the, the digital version of it, the PDF version. You just put your email in and then you get the PDF version. That's dryeyebook.com. Um and then if you want to follow our blog and where we do interviews and that's at that it, that one's at the dryeyeshow.com, the com. That's where we do interviews with experts and we also talk about general health overall. Um, Those are probably the two best ways to follow us. Um, If you want to interact with us directly, you can join our Facebook community. It's the dry eye syndrome support community on Facebook. And so, and then as we talked about earlier, we have a YouTube channel and a podcast called the dry eye show where we discuss eye health, of course, dry eye, and then other health issues in general, too. Awesome.
0: And I wrote all of that down while you we were talking. was awesome. I sent it over <laughs> to you too. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And we will definitely reconnect um, offline to talk about the other stuff, Austin stuff, Ohio State stuff, Go Bucks, all of that. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. For everybody listening, thank you for tuning in. And knowing that we are going to have Dr. Travis back on the show, why don't you use the contact me form at kellyalexa.com to write in and let us know what questions you would like to see us cover. If it was something specifically on this episode you want us to elaborate on, um, future questions about eye health, uh, inflammation, grains, anything that we started to reference here that you know we're going to build on in future episodes, use that contact me form again at kellyalexa.com. You will find the show notes here at uh, thekellyoshow.com as usual, and you can also use the contact me form on kellyalexa.com if you want to inquire about advertising rates or if you'd like to nominate somebody that I interview on the show coming up. We are booked out until May at this point. So make sure you get those requests in way in advance. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Kelly O show. Hey everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this two-part interview with Dr. Travis Ziegler. Again, please note, we will have him back on the show to talk specifically about dry eye. And we're definitely going to have him back on the show on a regular basis to talk about a lot of things, healing the gut, Um, addressing autoimmune conditions, etc, etc. So we encourage you, of course, to connect with Dr. Travis uh, directly. We will link up to everything in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. Make sure while you're over there, you check out my personal blog. I am back to blogging again. So you can go straight to kellyalexa.com, head to my personal blog, or you can just uh, link on over to it when you are at thekellyoshow.com. While you're there as well, you can use the contact me form on kellyalexa.com on the thekellyoshow.com. It's all one big happy place. And that's where you can get in touch with my team and I, if you are interested in nominating somebody you'd like me to interview on the show, please do it right away. Um, we are booked up already almost through summer at this point. Um, so make sure you get that in as well as letting us know If you would like to talk about sponsorships for the show, Uh, we are locking in all of our sponsors for the rest of 2020. So again, I do encourage you if you're interested in doing that to uh, reach out sooner rather than later and just use the contact me form on kellyalexa.com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, please share it with your friends on social media. Please take the time, if you haven't done so yet, to leave us a five-star review on your podcast listening platform of choice. That helps the show get seen and heard by more people who can benefit from this information. Thank you, everybody. I love you so much, and I'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.